You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back in, everybody, to Warchant.com and Warchant TV, alongside the managing editor of Warchant.com. He is Irish O'Fell. My name is Tom Lang, and it's time to flip sides, everybody. We've been doing spring practice previews for the last couple of weeks right here on Warchant TV. It's been the offense, and everybody wants to talk about the offense, but the defense is really important, too, and this is a position of great need today. We'll talk about the defensive ends in just a second. Spring football is right around the corner. We've got defensive previews coming up, and it starts March 5th. That is not that far away. It's February 22nd as we're recording this right now. So like this video, help us find more FSU fans who want great FSU coverage. Subscribe to the channel because then your homepage will have the latest from us at Warchant TV because we're bringing you new content live and recorded every single day. But Ira, if you had to grade last season in terms of uh, defensive performance, by the end of the year, how do you think that they would have fared uh, on a scale of, of A to F? Because I think in September we would have said one thing, but by the end of November, things might have changed a little bit for Florida State fans and, and certainly us that have covered the team. Yeah, you know, I, I probably a B somewhere around there. Um, you know, they certainly weren't dominant, uh, but they were solid. You, know, you just didn't have so many breakdowns, and, um, and they did make some big plays. Even in games that they lost, you know, you think about the NC State game, uh, getting back into it, how many stops they got on defense to give the offense a chance to get back into it. Um, you know, really, you know, the Clemson game, and I know Clemson's quarterback uh, was not very good, but but just in general, and they had a couple of – the Clemson game, it was like they had a couple of really bad plays. But for the most part, I thought they played really well, and that's against an explosive team. So, yeah, I would, I'd give them a B. And come if you graded on the curve of what we expected coming into the season – it might be an A minus just because they were so bad the year before. It would have been an A plus. I think it's fair to say, Ira, for the pass rush, like what they uh, attacked in the portal last year, they hit home runs on for both Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas, not only in production, but also in what they brought to culture. You're talking about 18 and a half sacks that are now gone, 30 tackles for loss that are now gone from those two positions. It's a good thing Florida State got back interior players and Fabian Lovett and Robert Cooper because now it gets to the unproven players. Florida State did land a huge transfer. Jared Verse. Jared Verse was sought after by a lot of big schools. He's got three years of eligibility left. But Ira, he's also got giant shoes to fill. And is it fair to expect Jared Verse to step in and produce anywhere close to a Jermaine Johnson or even a Keir Thomas in year one? He's still a relatively young body, and he needs to be an impact player right away. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not fair to expect that. But I think most FSU fans are going to be realistic that Jermaine Johnson came in and really had one of the all-time great seasons for a Florida State defensive end. We're not expecting that from Jared Verse, but uh, if he could be closer to what Brian Burns was or, or that level, uh, then I think you'd feel really good about uh, what you did there and what you got. I mean, 
I'll tell you what, he's an impressive guy. We, we talked about it during the recruiting process, the transfer recruiting process, uh, the way he handled that whole situation, how mature he was, the way he handled his visits and, you know, talked about uh, talking to his family and, and really kind of kept things close to the vest and picked Florida State based on what he had heard from Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas. And then the other day, I was actually out at the, uh, the event they had for the Boys and Girls Club with Rising Spear and FA, several FSU players were there. It was the first time I'd been able to see Jared Verse around other players in kind of an unscripted uh, setting. It wasn't the interview that we had with him uh, last month. And uh, there's a confidence about him. I mean, he's, he seems like a very likable, gregarious guy, but there's also a confidence about him uh, that I think you know speaks to you know what he expects to bring to this defensive front. We'll get to the poll question that our members at Warchant.com responded to. Ira, this is a really close one, the closest one we've had so far. We asked pollsters or the members of Warchant to grade the Knowles on how they address the losses of defensive end and edge rusher. Kind of crazy, but in this time that we live in, we did not get an answer that was polar. People were kind of <laughs> in the middle. They were all in the middle together. Almost a 50-50 split of there will likely be a drop-off from 2021, but not enough to really hurt the defense. And then the other option was Verse was a nice pickup, but not enough. They need to get one more impact defensive end transfer. So we'll start with that letter C grade that you see, uh, the 203 votes. Talk to me about some of those guys that might be able to fill out the two deep to make Florida State feel better about what their defense brings to the table when Jared Verse needs a breather or Dennis Briggs needs a breather. Yeah, and I think that you know you just alluded to with Dennis Briggs, I and mean, that's going to be an interesting conversation, how they handle his situation because – you know, for Florida State fans will remember a couple of years ago, that's what he came in as. Uh, that's what he played earlier in his career. Kind of out of necessity, they moved into defensive tackle back when Marvin Wilson got hurt uh, two years ago. And then he looked like he was going to have a really nice season last year. He goes down with an injury, uh, a defensive tackle. Um, but they think there's a we'll, – we'll see how what they do with him in the spring. There's a chance they may move him back to defensive end. If he does, you'd expect him to be kind of that bigger Keir Thomas kind of defensive end. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. He could go back to tackle if they feel good about the ends. But you're, you're really solid in tackle, as you said. you got uh, Robert Cooper. Uh, you've got Fabian Lovett. Uh, we also saw um, uh, Jackson come on last year. Uh, I mean, they have some nice players in that defensive interior that might make it more uh, likely for breaks to go outside. But behind them, I mean, there's there's more um, – it's, it's just a lot of question marks, but I think there's some talent to work with. The guys that everybody knows – Derek McClendon has flashed from time to time. Quayshon Fuller has flashed from time to time. Neither of them have really put it together to a point where in their first few years on campus where you say, okay, yeah, that guy's ready to step up and be uh, a, a key part of this defensive front. They'll they could be rotation guys, but nobody you would say, that guy's going to make a difference in terms of a pass rush. Uh, of, the, of the younger guys, Patrick Payton to me, from what we saw last year, now he had to put on some weight. He came in very undersized. But in terms of just that quick twitch explosiveness guy that can get past the tackle, get in the backfield, he'd be the guy of all, that whole group uh, that I think has the most potential to make an impact as a pass rusher. The, the big question mark of the other guys is a, a guy, as you mentioned, Byron Turner Jr., who they were real high on, came out of Louisiana, very talented defensive end, uh, kind of a thicker dude. Not He's not as lanky as Patrick Payton, but I think could be an every-down type of defensive end. But he did have the shoulder surgery, and sometimes – you know, when you have that shoulder surgery, it limits your ability to work out for such a long period of time that you you wonder how it stunted his development. So is he a guy that you could really factor into the mix this year, or is that going to be likely down the road? So there's just a lot of question marks. I mean, is it possible Derek McClendon or Quayshon Fuller takes a big step? 
it's possible. We just haven't seen it yet. And then a lot of these younger guys, uh, it's really just untapped potential. Yeah, I remember way back in the day when uh, Jimbo Fisher took over the program, different defensive coordinators came in and talked about being multiple. And that, that usually was the back seven. But this is a multiple defensive line because if you just look at the way Florida State is treating this from a roster listing standpoint, only two def true defensive ends listed right now entering the spring. Leonard Warner and Derek McClendon, uh, one of the names you mentioned before. Then in the teens, including walk-ons, albeit, but in the teens of defensive line, not a position, just defensive linemen, and you've got five listed true defensive tackles. So there's going to be a lot of shuffling going on here. I, I would think, just uh, as a staff here, when we get there for the tour of duty work next week at the IPF and then those first few practices, maybe looking at the body types and what Josh Storms has been doing with some of these guys is going to give us a bit of an insight as to what position they could be playing. Like Patrick Payton, for example, listed at 235 pounds now. That's a little bit more filled out at six foot five entering the spring. But then Dennis Briggs is listed at 278. So you're right. I would think that if he's going to play on the end, it has to be more of a Keir Thomas position player more than a Jermaine Johnson. But we, I'm, I'm sure that's probably one of the things we're going to be looking for as we're making sense of this issue is what do these guys look like? Because that'll give us an insight as to where, I guess, maybe this whole staff thinks about where they're going to be playing in the next couple of years. Yeah, and I think in, and another guy that mentioned a defensive tackle, Malcolm Ray, really came on last year along with Jared Jackson. I thought those guys really filled out that defensive tackle rotation, uh, again, which maybe makes it possible for Briggs to go outside. We, you know, we haven't talked to Dennis Briggs since he got injured. So I don't know if this is a move he wants to make, but from a personnel standpoint, it makes a lot more sense. And I think a lot of FSU fans, you go to that poll question and the uncertainty, I think what that poll tells you is they're not furious about the position, but they're not in love with the position. There's a lot of uncertainty. And I think that's because part of it's because you don't really know what Briggs is going to be and what they're going to use him. If you told people that Dennis Briggs was going to be a starting defensive end, uh, Jared Verse was going to be a starting defensive end, and now you're rotating in the McClendons and Fullers and Patrick Paytons and, and some of those guys, maybe you feel better about it, but I don't know. You know, I think there's a feeling that Briggs may have bulked up too much. Maybe he's not explosive enough. So now if you don't get the pass rush from the defensive ends, what does that do to your whole defense? Because last year they got so much pressure from those defensive ends. This year they may have to create it in other ways and maybe have those guys be more of edge setters and guys that kind of push the pocket back as opposed to guys who are just beating a tackle and getting in the backfield. That's why we love football. It's symbiotic. It goes back and forth, and everything works in concert. I would think probably the reason a lot of the voters put up that you know it's going to affect it, the defense is going to be a little bit worse, but it's not going to be the end of the world, is because they've got faith in that defensive interior. You've got two starters you like, and you've got multiple options. Even if you don't include Dennis Briggs in that mix, you feel better at linebacker with Tatum Bethune, and then the back seven as well. They should be improved finally this year it's a little bit more reasonable to expect that the defense around the pass rush should be better. But you're right, Ira. I mean, that's the thing that we've got to be watching here, and I would think that the coaching staff is going to be constantly evaluating. Do we need to dip back into the portal? This would be a critical time for a lot of these players. Sometimes when you have a, a position group and it's settled, that's fun because then you can place expectations on a singular player. This might be one of the most critical position groups to watch, though, in this spring just because of what you're talking about. It's going to fundamentally affect the philosophy of what Adam Fuller can bring to the table, won't it? Yeah, I mean, look, if there, if a defensive end becomes available in, in at the end of spring practice, and that's, you know, just again to remind people, the way the cycle works now with, with transfers and the transfer portal is you get that big hit kind of at the end of a season, which we saw end of November, into December. Uh, there's a window opportunity there. Then getting around January, then you have another one after spring practice because – 
players start to realize, okay, I, I didn't win this job or I got beat out or I don't like when my position coach left or whatever it is. So you have another opportunity at the end of the spring or into the summer to, to maybe get a guy in Florida State certainly uh, could be in the running for one of those types of players. They were lucky last year they got Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas before the spring, but it's not unheard of. And that's a position where I don't think you need to be on campus in the spring. If you're a good pass rusher, you could come in in the summer and, and be plugged right in and play right away at a, a school like Florida State. So, yeah, they could make another move there. Certainly if somebody comes available, I think FSU will be a key player. Um, but I also think, you know, they were able to protect that secondary last year, as we talked about, by getting the pressure with the front four. I think you can take some more chances. Adam Fuller likes to be aggressive. He likes to play man defense. These corners want to play man defense. You have some really talented young corners and Kevin Knowles and um, you know some of these guys that that have um, you know potential that as they grow and get better, you might feel more comfortable with them in man coverage situations. And then you can blitz more. And that, now that again, you're you're kind of last year you protected the back end. This year you might be. Uh, putting them in, in tougher positions because you expect more out of them now, but they can help out the defensive front getting that pressure. Yeah, yeah. Omari and Cooper, Kevin Omari Knowles. Cooper and Kevin Knowles, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you like the middle of the defense too. Maybe J.B. Robinson can be moved around either in slot or in safety if you've got another option, maybe a Shaheen Brown or somebody else in safety to work with Akeem Dent. Yeah, these, you can create options for yourself through the back seven. It is allowed. It can happen. But uh, Florida State fans finally, for the first time in a while, got used to enjoying a good front four. So Ira, we'll leave it on this last question. If you had to rank candidates to play the most snaps at defensive end, I know this is a tough question on, in February. Uh, Jared verse probably leads the way for most snaps played for Florida state in the fall at defensive end. Who do you think you'd have at two and three, for example, would it be fuller and Peyton? Would it be fuller Leonard Warner or McClendon? Where would you go? Because it feels like it's a wide open race. Yeah, and it was good that you mentioned Leonard Warner. I was just thinking that, that we hadn't brought him up yet. He is coming back for his sixth season. I believe his sixth season. Uh, he he uh, was out with an injury tenth <laughs> season. Uh, he's a guy that's moved back and forth, linebacker, defensive end. Now he is a defensive end. And, uh, you know, I think he'll get a good number of snaps. My guess would be uh, it'll be versus Briggs, assuming Briggs is defensive end, which I just have to believe is going to happen. Uh, we'll find out for sure soon. And then uh, I'd say Derek McClendon. I just think – John Papuchas, FSU's defensive ends coach, really likes Derek McClendon. He likes his energy, his passion that he plays with. Again, he's not a guy that's graded out real well on PFF. I don't know that he's going to be an everyday, uh, every down player that's super super successful or productive. Uh, he hasn't been as of yet, but he does play with a high motor. I think they like his his energy. So he's a guy I could see being on the field a lot. Um, you know, after those top two. But yeah, Leonard Warner is a, a guy that's probably going to eat a lot of snaps as well. Uh, and then after that, I think you're going to see a, a real deep rotation. And maybe the idea there is if you're just throwing, you know, this rotation through the course of a game, they're going to wear down maybe the other offensive front where maybe you don't have two guys or three guys that can play every snap or 60 or 70 snaps. Maybe it's a bunch of guys that play fewer snaps, but stay fresh and you get pressure that way. I'll tell you, I didn't get to nearly as many practices as you did, but every once in a while, Quayshawn Fuller would flash. and you go, Right. Okay, if he's capable for that, right. So give me – you know, 10 or 12 of, of your best snaps and maybe two or three of them affect. You get home once or twice in a game and it's considered a, a, a rousing success as a defensive end. And, and one thing on him is it's a good point you bring him up because I think, again, I, and I said this thing earlier where we haven't seen some of these guys who've been on campus for a few years become real productive. Quayshon Fuller is an example of a guy who came in totally not in shape, 
totally not uh, his body wasn't what they needed it to be. And it took him a long time. Then he had to learn how to play with that. I mean, that's one of the things he talked about last season. He had to learn how to play in this new body that he's worked on. And so, you know, maybe this is where things start to look because you're right. There's no doubt. There are times of practice and even a few times in games where you'll see a blur and you realize, oh, wait, that was 30. That was Quayshawn Fuller. It just hasn't been consistent yet. Sometimes with some position groups, it's like asparagus on a plate just lined up. Sometimes it's spaghetti and you got to sift through all the knots and all the <laughs> nonsense. There's your food analogy, but uh, we will be doing that for you right here at Warchant.com and on Warchant TV all spring long. We've got more defensive position previews on the way. Stay tuned for those. You'll also see a video at the end, a link to a video uh, of our latest position preview from the offense. So we appreciate everybody for taking the time to watch our coverage here at Warchant TV. If you've not done so already, hit that like button, subscribe to our channel. A lot of coverage is on the way. For Irish Afell, the managing editor of Warchant.com, my name is Tom Lang. We'll talk to you next time right here on Warchant TV.